0: First tip, do not do the self-cleaning oven before Thanksgiving. Because you think about it, you're turning that thing to like 800 degrees in there and it's burning all the crap off. Unless you want your turkey to taste like charcoal, don't clean your oven right before. Do it afterwards, knowing that the next dish you're going to bake might taste like you had a self-cleaning oven on.
1: That's interesting, because people do that. Like, I do that. I start cleaning and doing all the prep and, you know, all the stuff before the holidays, which we're going to kind of get into. But
0: It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., We are your source for home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Caroline, how are you doing today? Hey, Eric, how are you? Excellent. Uh, You know, my candy hangover is good from Halloween. That took a few weeks to get out of my system.
1: He's still eating it. He's got Kit Kat mixing it with some lemonade. (laughs) I do, too. I got to get rid of this. It's like this has got to go. This Halloween candy lasts forever. Just keep well, does. Like,
0: here's the good news. I've got a little tiny stash because Julie was smart and she grew up. We only had one trick-or-treater. So we had the bag of Costco bag candy size. So she took it to work right after Halloween and dumped it off funny. there. And it, it, was, it was really kind of like she was the Pied Piper of mice because everybody went. Shh. It was kind of like, you know, hyenas it's in awful. the African desert or something. <laughs> they went and attacked she her. So good. I didn't have to eat it. So I'm I'm happy about we, that but speaking of eating we're going to talk about uh, kitchen and bath design and projects here this hour but uh got to start working on locating that turkey cuz time's coming.
1: Yeah, I've already ordered my turkey. You're on I it. I go to the farm. Yes. How many what people you having coming over here? Turkey? I don't know. It's, it, I always get a giant turkey. So I like make the biggest darn turkey you could ever see and then it's like free for all for everyone. Nice. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the holidays, but it's
0: ordered. I think we got about 20 organic. people coming over. <laughs> so um, I got to nice. talk to Julie. I can't remember if she got, uh, if she ordered one or two smaller ones, because sometimes I'll take one and smoke it out on the uh, out on the barbecue and do a long, deep smoke on it and then have one in the oven. So yeah, we have a smoked one in a row. I was just
1: going to ask you, what's your tradition? Like, do you have a tradition for how you make your turkey? Like I do. Yeah.
0: I do, uh, I traditionally use a, a Guinness uh, based with it. So I have a couple cans of Guinness in there. I have um, lots of butter, all my uh, trademark spices mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff in there. You know, I start out usually by jamming a couple cubes of butter inside of it. I don't brine it, I don't do any of that stuff. Um, and it ends up having just like super awesome turkey. So. so.
1: So, like, no deep frying for you?
0: Nah, nah, Maybe a smoker? I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, Deep frying would be great for, like, game day, that kind of stuff for me. But I don't need to... To me, I love the process. I don't need a 20-minute turkey. I like the
1: smells. I like the smell in the kitchen. Like, that's part of the whole ambiance, right? Like, that delicious smell. I did start a tradition, because I'm this weirdo where I get, like, the most giant turkey you could ever see. I, I don't know why. And... So I'm like, if it's 20 pounds or 22 pounds, I'm like, get this big turkey. But I started, because I couldn't fit it in the pan. The legs were too big. So in the big cooking dish, I ended up starting cooking it upside down. Oh, wow. So, and then turning it back right side up. And it was so moist and tender. And the, like, so now this has become a thing, right? So you cook it halfway upside down to get the nice.
0: Yeah, we've got, I've got a huge pan for putting in a big turkey. And,
1: Mm. you know, we got
0: the big range now, which is cool.
1: Yeah. So we can, you we could can,
0: cook like two of those 21. Yeah, covers. we can do that. So I don't know if I'll be doing it outside. Yeah. Depending on the weather too. I always look to see sometimes it's, you know, I got a covered area now, which is great, but sometimes it's just not the best weather out there when it's windy. It's hard to keep, you know, hard to keep the temperature correct when I've got wind out there outside. So it's just depending, we'll see what the weather does. weatherman has got a few weeks to come up with that.
1: How about a tip? Wait, one more tip. Cause I'm sure you have one. Like, so cleanup is always a headache for Thanksgiving, right? It's so fun to cook the bird, but then this thing splatters and sprays. And I mean, my oven gets coated in all kinds of grease. And so do you have any tricks like special, especially if you have commercial grade ovens and things like that for getting all that debris out? So, I mean, if you have a cooked, t- yeah. you know, one of the, oh, I have a, um, a t- you know, a, a, a cleaning, self-cleaning.
0: Yeah. First tip, do not do the self-cleaning oven before Thanksgiving. Because you think mm. about it, you're turning mm. that thing to like 800 degrees in there and it's burning all the crap off. Unless you want your yeah. turkey to taste like charcoal, don't clean your mm. oven right before. Do it afterwards, knowing that the next dish you're going to bake might taste like you had a self-cleaning oven on.
1: That's interesting because people do that. Like I do that. I start cleaning and doing all the prep and, you know, all the stuff before the holidays. You want we're gonna that get oven into,
0: seasoned. You want it tasting like all nice and good. You don't want to have all that burned crap inside tasting in your food. So yeah, do that after it. Do it afterwards. You know, if you're going to be, you know, baking something or throwing some French fries in or something where it's not as big a deal, you know, on a, on a, then that's a good time to self-clean before that. Because if you're doing, pastries or breads or things like that. You don't want that. You don't want that. Mm-mm. Mm. So there's the Good first tip. one. And, you know, sometimes, you know, for me doing the turkey, it doesn't really make that big of a mess because I have a really big, deep pan. So it's not a, a deal, but sometimes I'll throw in, I've got, you know, the, the half sheet cookie pan, the, you know, baking sheets that I'll put in underneath there. And when it's on convection mm-hmm. oven, it doesn't do really too. get in, um, that air airflow doesn't really get too much in the way. There's room to get around there. So if, if I've got something super messy, I'll, I'll use that as a catch, pan. Yeah, me too. I do that too. So that works out pretty darn well. Well, you know, it's interesting. So so many people, and I've, in my almost 30 years of kitchen and bath design, I saw this happen so many times. Like start in November, you know, it's usually the guy that does this, and I'm going to have a new kitchen for Thanksgiving. And they decide, yeah. you know, After Halloween, that they go tear it out, thinking that they can go down and go buy everything for it.
1: I Listen, I'm doing that right now. I've got to get the house prepared.
0: See, but you can do little DIY projects. But there's no way you can can start that kitchen remodel in the month, in the last half of October and have it ready for Thanksgiving. Nope, not going to happen. Barely Christmas. Yeah, barely Christmas. I always say if you haven't got demo started by Labor Day weekend, start it in January. Hmm. So a lot of That's people right tip. now are thinking about doing that kitchen bathroom remodel. And unless they're doing it themselves and they're going to take a few weeks off during the holidays and do it, generally people are thinking about, okay, January 1st, we're tackling that kitchen. But the problem is, is that right now, if you don't have a contract signed, you probably don't have a contractor till May or June yeah. in most cases, because I know all of the good contractors that I would refer out across the country, doesn't matter what state, where they're at, all my good contractors are May or June right now. So my concern would be somebody going, oh, yeah, I can do it. Unless they've had a cancellation, my little red warning lights go off if they can jump on it January 1st. It's too soon. So what,
1: so what can we do? So let's talk about, cause I know I'm the person that before the company is coming over, I want to get the house prepared. I like to have a new faucet. I like the sink to look presentable. Cause you know, everybody's in there helping with the dishes. You want everything to look nice. And I think I can't be the only person that thinks like this. Like everybody kind of wants to prepare the house for the guests.
0: So my tip here, we're going to go out to break. So when we come back, I want to talk about this because I've got one tip that I don't think you're even thinking about can be mm-hmm. one of the largest things that you can do on a day project. That'll make everybody go, Whoa, what you do to your place? What happened? That's nice. Seriously. What happened? Have. What if, did you change that out? You will mess with everybody's brain inside your house by doing this one thing. And it's not changing out the faucet, which we'll talk about here when we come back. <laughs> but we'll be back just after these important messages. <laughs> <coughs> ah. what? Whoa.
1: What are you do? You, what's going on? Do you have allergies?
0: I always got allergies. I mean, it could be I was just out raking leaves. Could be the dogs. Might be some mold. Who knows what it is?
1: You gotta go to examineair.com
0: What's that gonna do for me?
1: You can test your air, find out what's causing the allergy, get rid of it
0: It's time to clean up your air Head to examineair.com I'm gonna take you, babe Ah, ah, ah
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Ari Main from Steven Adler's band, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. and the beautiful Caroline.
0: Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., your home improvement source every weekend. Thanks for joining us today. Caroline and I have been talking about that stuff all around your home that you can be tackling, right?
1: Before the holidays, getting your house pristine for all of your guests. I hope I'm not doing that. <laughs>
0: <That's>, <laughs> that means
1: like sewer lines broken to me.
0: <laughs> Backup sewage. Am <laughs> oh, my ah! hey, Tom Cruise? <laughs> Well, but seriously, you know, we were talking, and I teased everybody. This was the great tease, and I actually didn't mean to do that. I just looked down at the time and went, oh, we got to go out to break. There is one thing when you're having company coming over, especially, like, Thanksgiving, it's it's already getting dark. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it usually goes into the evening. One of the things you can do in your kitchen, dining room, and living room is upgrade your lighting. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it now. So if you've got those... You know, screw in light bulb, recessed can lights. Take those things. If you've got the incandescent bulbs in there, put in the LEDs, swap in some of those. You will be shocked at how everything looks and how much better things will look if you bring your lighting into the 21st century. It's absolutely amazing.
1: So... I am doing a project where we put the LED lights in, in like our finished basement, which is like a hangout area, right? And, but it was just so bright. It was so stark. And then you, we did the show about lighting. And so I went and got the dimmer switches, which I can't remember the brand we got, but it's the um, LED. You know, they have to be LED dimmer switches. And so I'm hoping this is going to make it, I haven't put them in yet, but I'm hoping it's going to make a big improvement. What do you think?
0: It will. No question. You know, I over light things and then dim them back. Mm -hmm. And now here's, let's talk about dimmer switches for a minute because dimmer switches with LEDs play with people's minds a little bit. A traditional light bulb, an incandescent light bulb, as you dim it, that light bulb changes color temperature. So it goes from a white light Mm-hmm. To a yellow light, almost to like that brown light where it's barely on. Mm. So it messes with people with a regular LED light, the dimmable. And you put that dimmer switch on it, it's changing the lumens or the light output. It's not making it yellower or browner light as it goes down. Mm. So it's
1: not changing All the it's color. Doing,
0: no, it's just changing the light output. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that get, that messes with people a little bit because it's dimmer. You know it's dimmer, but it's not giving you that warm and fuzzy feeling that that dimmer light gives you. Now they do make lights out there that are color changing when they dim. Mm. That mimic that.
1: Do you prefer that?
0: And that can be kind of cool. I mean,
1: which do you prefer? Or it just depends on the area.
0: It depends on the area. You know, here's the thing. If I want if I'm going to pick my favorite, the right color temperature in there and I'm going to dim it down, like in my kitchen, I don't know if I'm in there. Cause I know that I want that color light output to match with everything in the room. Mm-hmm. I wanted that 2,700 Kelvin color temperature. So I don't want it to be 1200 Kelvin or really Brown in there. I want it to stay that so I can bring the light down and measure it that way. So it depends. On a dining room, I kind of like having that where it goes into that color warmer more yeah. candle candlelight. Cause it gives you a little more romance to the light. Yeah, festive. In
1: there. It gives you a festive feel.
0: Just yeah, it just kind of gives you that that warm and fuzzy feeling out of it, which is that traditional light. So it's really depend on the room. Sometimes in a bedroom, if you've got LEDs in there, that can be another place where it gets a little warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with that
1: what? You know what I mean? It's just that, the it's that comforting light fuzzy? versus. The
0: yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I almost started playing the Merv music there, but <laughs> that's for Merv only. <laughs> uh. That's for Merv only. But You get what I mean. That's where that is. And so swapping out those outdated lights can be a huge difference. And sometimes it's just changing out bulbs. You know, sometimes people put in those just they've got those you know, halogen Mm -hmm. lights in there or the incandescent, even not even the, just the spots, you know, the, not even the good halogen ones, but the really cheesy light bulb ones in there. And, oh, you can change that entire space by doing it. Now, one other little trick that you got to be really careful with when it comes to dimming LED lights is you got to really pay attention if you're getting into the smart light switches. For instance, the uh, Lutron Casita, you have to be very specific in the light bulbs you're using for that switch.
1: Mm, see, I have a Lutron, but I don't know which one. I got to look and see which one I've now, got.
0: You, unless you bought the smart home switch? No, 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 no. No. It's just So the smart home switch uh doesn't use the neutral wire, so the white wire. And so it can really badly react with off-brand light bulbs that are not rated for working with their system. Hmm, interesting. Great example, my outdoor lights on my garage, I've got them on either side of the garage. I've put three or four different lights in there, and I can't get my Lutron Casita to work with that. Hmm. Here's what happens. They work great, and then all of a sudden, they start looking like a nightclub rave. Well, (laughs) my neighbor's bedroom (laughs) is 300 feet from my lights there. I don't want 4 o'clock in the morning having to go on, Outside her window, I don't want her to look like she's in a a CD Las Vegas apartment on the Strip. You're not you know like what I like mean?
1: Clark W. Griswold in Christmas Vacation.
0: <laughs> well, that's Christmas Vacation, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I don't want it to be that. I don't want that to happen. So uh, you know, I, I fought that and finally just I put a regular light switch back on it.
1: How nice of you!
0: But you got to be careful with that. I don't want to be a bad. I don't want to be that neighbor. <laughs> you know. I don't want to be that neighbor. That's where that one gets a little ugly. That I go, Ooh, yeah, that's not good. That's a
1: whole other episode. We should talk about that. Like how to be a good neighbor or what, like what can you do that does or doesn't infringe on your neighbors? Oh man. That's like a big one. That's a good episode. How about like we'll shared bushes? Great. Like I've got this issue with these shared hedges that run in my property. We're always fighting about not fighting, but discussing who should maintain these things. The neighbor put Who's them in. they own? They're really on the neighbors he put them in, but they've like overgrown now onto our property. Right. So it's in between the two. Okay. So,
0: so basically, you know, legally you can go on on your property and get those things cleaned up and, yeah, and trimmed up on your side of it. So he's cool. Or you can tell him, Hey, I want to, I'm going to cut it at the property line. But the problem is that usually looks bad. (laughs) So another thing that you, that's one of the great things you can do. You talked about, you know, circling back around for the holidays here, getting ready. One of the things too that you can do um, is decluttering before you get into the Christmas holiday, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting all of that stuff picked up and put away. You know, do you need all this stuff? Decluttering is a big one.
1: That I mean, I just, I use the holidays as my excuse to clean up the space so I can, you know, position all the ornaments, position the tree, position all the holiday spirit stuff that comes in. So I think a lot of people got do it. that. That's a smart way to do it.
0: Yeah. Hey, when we get back, I've got a few more tips for us on this one here, especially in the kitchen. We'll do that just as soon as around the house returns. Hey, this is
1: Farewell, Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Ooh, makes me
0: want Pour gold in this glass, cause that color red never looks so. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., your home improvement source every single weekend thanks for joining us hey make sure that you if you're listening on the radio that you're catching the podcast because we have so much more content that you're not going to catch on the radio and you can catch that anywhere on the interweb on your favorite podcast player Well, we've been talking about caroline i've been talking about the holidays here and kind of getting ready and you're getting ready to tackle a a faucet project so let's talk about your is this a kitchen faucet
1: yeah well i fell in love with this faucet and then I had everybody put it in because I, I don't know. It was the price point was good. It looked good. Um, it wasn't anything okay, crazy. So we're, Moen.
0: So where did you get it? What was it? What's the story? I got there's got to be there.
1: Moen. It was okay. Lowe's. They were running a special. It was the best seller. I'm, I like to look at all of the reviews. I'm. What? Why am I getting the sour grapes?
0: you're getting the sour grapes.
1: Why?
0: You got to watch out for those home center special buy sale faucets.
1: Oh, he's, he's being, but listen, can I, I got to give my argument. Can you hear, can you be open to my argument? Give your
0: argument and I'll give you the rebuttal.
1: Okay. So I am very particular for me about gaskets and, and, I don't like a lot of the stuff that actually is very aromatic. So you could put in a lot of plumbing supplies, whether you get it at the plumbing store or whatever, and have a lot of benzene, a lot of smell, a lot of oil, petroleum product. So I'm very yeah. particular. And I had fallen into this Moen faucet. Um, I like to read reviews. I'm just someone who looks at the reviews. I'm a, a big person. Like, I want to see what people actually actually thought of it. So it was a Mm -hmm. bestseller. I was looking at it. I said, you know what? I'm going to pick up the, it's the Georgine spot resistant stainless faucet. I have to say, I'm totally impressed with it. So you can give your argument against it, but it was a good price point. It was $159, which I thought was manageable. It was something that, you know, a lot of people could put in and the reviews were hundred percent right. I felt like it was a no odor faucet, easy install. Like, I don't know. I I have to say, I, I give it a high, I give it a, five star. Now you can argue So here's with
0: me. the here's the problem with Home Center faucets. And I'm not talking about your whatever local brand, but I'm talking about the national big box stores. So if we have product A, let's say, okay? And you can buy it at a plumbing wholesaler or you can buy it at a big box store. And I've done this with uh, Kohler a number of years ago as a company. Mm -hmm. And we took apart both faucets, one that came from the plumbing wholesaler and one that came from the big box store. Mm -hmm. The level of parts that were quality inside. So where you would have, you know, brass, awesome ceramic parts on the other one that came from the plumbing wholesaler, you would have cheap plastic parts in the other one. Mm-hmm. Agree. So, so the $300 faucet that you would buy at, let's say it's Ferguson as a company that's yeah. national, just and, to throw that out there. And typically where
1: I get, I mean, I've always have very high-end faucets, right? That's why it was very yep. it's surprising for me to go with this faucet because I have Hans Groey. I have Groey. I have... um What's the other high-end one? Uh, I can't remember. There's another one there that I have. But I my whole house has these. But I was so yeah. impressed with this Moen that I said uh, the pressure was good. The components mm-hmm. were good. It was solid. I have to say. I, I, I see why it was there a bestseller.
0: But you just got to keep in mind that those things that you buy at the home improvement uh, store are of lesser quality typically than you would buy, even under the same brand name, from the plumbing wholesaler. Mm-hmm. So great example, um, one of the big toilet manufacturers, if you go to the plumbing wholesale and you look at the toilets there, you'll go, oh, that's a completely different box than maybe at Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And the reason why those boxes are different is because they high-grade the toilets and go, oh, that's got a little marker of flaw on the side. Great, that's going to the big box store at a lower price point. Nice. <laughs> so the toilets that are, that are are that are higher graded go to the Store where the plumber is going to go pick it up. Plumbing supply. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they know that they're going to be selling it to the big box store for 50 or $75 less. So they're going to give them less of a product. They're going to give them the B grade. Where, I mean, it, it's functioning correctly. There's no problem with it. But maybe the the bowl was not perfectly shaped. Hmm, Interesting. Maybe it didn't meet 100% of the specs. That goes there. And the other one goes over to the plumbing wholesaler. so just something to think about
1: yeah so um which and i normally do but i have to say this is the first time i've bought um a sink faucet from a big box store it's the first time i mean i always go to the plumbing store i'm like i'm crazy about doing that so i just want to give a shout out because i actually think i i rate it pretty high so check it out georgine spot resistance moen
0: my cool. Rating. Let's see how it does. You'll have to give Backstop. us a review. The long-term review. How is it in, in, in a yes, year? I will, you know, that's the thing. So now here's the question. Do you do a water test through it now to see what comes out?
1: I usually always test my water. So I'm not due. I think I'm due for a couple months, but I will. Yes. I always check my sink faucet. Oh, why
0: we're, yeah. we're on this
1: always why we're on this imperative that you check your sink faucet, because if you have steel braided hoses, think about them like little arteries that run out, right? Yep. When they get calcium deposit and they start to get all sort of coagulated in there, if you ever take a hose apart, right. you'll look down and you'll say, oh, there's still this gunk, kind of like gunk in the artery. Yeah, that actually can raise your lead levels. It can raise your arsenic level. So keeping those steel braided hoses or whatever system you're using, it could be, you know, your faucet's got them too when it runs down to your to your shutoff valves. So, making sure those are new, clean, and running smoothly is key to keeping good water quality. So, make sure you're changing that stuff out. Go ahead.
0: How does that, how does the water, you know, the deposits, how does that create more or how does that let loose the arsenic and those things? Do we know? It
1: holds on to the debris. So think about it. If Ah. your arsenic levels, let's just say it's a two and it's running through, right? You're constantly getting a two with the flow. But now you've got all this extra arsenic that gets gunked to the sides. Now, all of a sudden, your arsenic levels five. So changing that out specifically reduces that amount. And I've noticed this over the years with my clients and changing out the faucets. So I'm really a big proponent of keeping those faucets changed continuously and making sure those hoses are are running clean, especially in your kitchen.
0: All right. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. yeah because you get that you got the steel braid on the outside you've got the rubber hose on the inside the steel Mm -hmm. braid and it's just Mm -hmm. you know and whatever that that hose material is on the outside on the inside
1: yeah like a plastic it's you know some plastic
0: yeah so one of the other things i want to talk about here that people do this time of year as well as they start to think about maybe upgrading that range putting in that Mm -hmm. new oven Mm -hmm. so here's some secrets for you I'm trying to find an in-stock oven because some of these ovens that you're going to put on order out there, if you go down to your local appliance store or big box store, a lot of the stuff is three, six months out just due to our uh, supply chain issues. And we'll leave it at that because it's all, that's (laughs) its own show. So people think about it, you know, and you got to think about the different types of ranges you can do. You've got your, all gas range. So if you've got a gas oven, gas cooktop, it's all gas. Then you've got your dual fuel, which is usually your gas cooktop and your electric oven. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. got your all electric range, which means you've got either that coil element, a glass top and an electric oven, or you have your magnetic induction, which I mm-hmm. love.
1: I love That's that That's the
0: magnetic magnetic mm-hmm. induction top and the electric oven below. Yeah. And I love induction cooking. Oh, me too. That is that is actually more efficient Bombs. than gas. The cool part with this, it it's very safe. I can put a piece of printer paper down and sear a steak, and it doesn't discolor the piece of paper. Nice. So that's, that's cool. the cool part of that.
1: That's Why cool we're on ovens? Hey, before we forget, do we have to go out to break? I
0: don't even know. We do.
1: Okay. actually let's check that out
0: let's let's continue ovens when we come back we'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns hey it's Eric G with Around the House are you looking to grow your business need a spokesperson for your company maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos my team of experts would love to chat with you head to aroundthehouseonline.com and fill out the contact us form and we'll set something up thanks for listening to Around the House Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single week. Thanks for joining us. If you have questions for the show, make sure you head over to aroundthehouseonline.com. That's our website, and you can message Caroline and I, and maybe yes. we'll put you in an upcoming show.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, hey, we Caroline. love mail. We I love mail. Fan mail. Yes. Any kind of mail.
0: Mail, reviews, all those things are awesome.
1: Tell us if you hate us.
0: No, don't. Oh, you just love the hate mail.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. No, just tell us something.
0: <laughs> we want to hear from you. There we go. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Well, we were talking ovens, and, you know, we were just talking about kind of magnetic induction ranges, which are which are great if you're going to be in an area where maybe natural gas is too expensive or you can't get it. Magnetic induction is a great way to cook. It does take special pans, but there's a lot of different things out there.
1: You forgot. Or if your state is going to mandate no more... Gas cooktops, because that's happening. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. That's another one. You know, especially out here on uh, on our coast, they're mm-hmm. gonna try to. But I tell you what, our natural gas lobby is pretty solid out here. So I think it's <laughs> that's an upcoming war, shall we say? But uh, well, you were asking about ovens as we were going to break. There's yeah, a lot so of different styles of ovens out there.
1: In my free time, I like to peruse the appliance section or appliance stores in general. That's just like a hobby. And I love to look at the latest and the greatest and see what's going on. So there's two things that I want Eric to talk about. One is the double door oven. So I don't even know what you call it. It's You open it like a refrigerator, but it's an oven. So
0: yeah, it's a double, it's it's a hinged door, like a refrigerator, not a drop down door.
1: Yeah. So it opens and, you know, I'm wondering, are they as effective? Do you have to worry about the seals Leaking, breaking because there's a lot more sealage you know what i mean it, it's just like a refrigerator it looks like a refrigerator door um so well, you think about
0: it so those were designed basically off a commercial oven right so those were designed to be kind of a commercial oven so some of the brands that you see do that are like vulcan or blue star are one of those other types of there's a lot of different companies out there that have them
1: yeah they look and really neat I
0: like them for two reasons. I like them if you're short. That's me. Okay. (laughs) So if you're short, that oven door comes down. You have to have that oven typically located, like a wall oven needs to be located lower for you because you have to reach over this hot surface. So those type of doors are much more safe with the double swing because you can pull them out to the side, pull something out. You can get up to it. Versus having to lean over the top of that door on a 30 inch or even a 48 or a 60 inch oven.
1: But it's like kind of awkward, though. Like, so say you did have it like I'm thinking where my oven is at the time. If I open one, I've got to have the width to be able to open those doors up. So I have a wall to my left. It probably wouldn't fit there.
0: Yep. That won't work.
1: So you need to be able to have that a kitchen where you've got room. And it's a little yep. awkward. You wouldn't want that down. I saw it on a on a model where it was up higher. So it was yeah. like more like a pizza oven, I would call it, and it opened yeah. up.
0: And that's and that's that's one way to go. I do like those. You know, it's funny if you watch like um British baking, they have one where nice. the door slides down and goes underneath and that's more of a European oven so the door goes all the way out of the way. Hmm. Sweet. So you can actually lift the door up and it folds out and slides in underneath the oven flat. That's cool. And it can go totally out of the way, which is awesome too. I'll give them, that's kind of a cool way to go.
1: So we can do some faucets. We can put in ovens. How about appliances? Yeah. Appliances. How about, and this is all for, you know, holiday spruce up. I would call it. Yep. What do you think about a vent fan putting in? Like I like it's Z line. I think makes it. It's the flush mount. I like yeah. a flush mount fan. I'm, I'm away from the hoods. Like the hoods to me are like, you know, it's old school for me, but I really do like that. That flush mount that opens up right over. That's trippy. I
0: use that a lot. The Zephyr hood, actually Zephyrs makes it. Yeah. I'm calling
1: it Z-Line. Yeah. Zephyr. yeah Z-Lines are Zephyr. other
0: f- friends that we do appliances yeah. with. That's <laughs> what I have Z-line. in my house, but <laughs> Zephyr, Zephyr makes a flush Sorry, mount Greg. hood that I've done. Those are super cool. There are limitations to that. So for people that are listening, It works great on an island, and if you've got a view, you don't have that hood sitting down, so that Mm. hood mounts up flush with the ceiling, so all you do is see a flat stainless steel panel up there. That's
1: what I have. And also, I want to say, I have a smaller kitchen, so my kitchen isn't huge to put a big hood in, so that's why go with the flush mount.
0: That flush mount is cool. The disadvantage with it is that it's hard to do that with a floor above it, so if you've got a living space up there, that takes up A lot because it's mounted flush Mm -hmm. so that's kind of an issue up there so that's one thing you got to be careful with you got exhaust and then sometimes you have to do some reframing in the roof to do that
1: yeah so i went right through i'm lucky mine is on kitchen actually is on the second floor so i can go right through the roof with a vent
0: cool so no more downdraft Mm Hmm. that's always Mm -hmm. good (laughs) so very always good see good
1: projects to do before the holidays
0: yeah You know, another thing that's good too is, you know, this time of year is another great project is getting, and this is one that I think is just big, putting in a really good toilet in your guest bathroom.
1: And a fart fan. Thank you. Here's what (laughs) happens
0: is, you know, that Uncle Fred comes over and you're like, hey, Fred's going to be over. Will somebody grab the plunger and put it in there so we don't have to do it in the middle of dinner like we have the last 10 years? (laughs) Why does someone always have, everybody's got a stinky uncle. <laughs> everybody's got the crazy uncle that's going to destroy the bathroom, right? <laughs> oh Why is that?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, family.
0: Hey, Clark. <laughs> the, yeah, anyway. So you've got that going on. And so first off, I would put in a really good toilet. Like I like Toto. Because like Toto. you're not mm. going to sit there and it's hard to get those things backed up. That's the first one. And then second of all, a really good fan in there. Cause why do you know why in the sixties and seventies and the eighties, did they put that powder room right next to the kitchen? It is
1: my house is it's the right there.
0: Right. Mine too. Mine too. And it's like, okay, having that good fan in there is a really big deal.
1: I'm just laughing. So make just sure that you've got memories. That in Oh, like, especially in the 80s and 90s, you just, there's always the person you walk down the hall and you're just like, whoa. <laughs> Somebody ate too much lasagna. Somebody
0: ate too much. It's Thanksgiving. You just ate. You're going to the bathroom and you've got that uncle or whatever that goes. Hey, you might give that a minute before you go in there. Oh, no. Oh, my God, it's so No, true. no, no, no. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> Oh my God. So resolving those problems beforehand mm-hmm. is always good. It's always good. And
1: worse comes to worse poopery. Have you ever seen poopery? Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah.
1: It works though to spray it in okay. the bowl like before you go. So keep it on the top. I don't want that <laughs>
0: stuff in my indoor air quality. So that's, <laughs> that can't be good for you.
1: They have unscented poopery. It just neutralizes the stench, <laughs> doesn't mask it, it neutralizes.
0: Uh-huh. You sound like a commercial for it. Yeah. Brought to you by Booper <laughs> So yeah, those are all things that I think are really are really cool to do, you know, around the house. Another thing too, outdoor lighting. I know, you know, people are starting to think about, okay, what am I doing for Christmas lights coming up? But upgrading that lighting outside to make sure that you've got things well lit for people to come over, maybe prevent some falls those kind of things. Um, Also, it just gives a
1: homey feel like there's something about the holidays and your outside lighting and your porch. Like I'm big about cleaning the porch, making sure I clean off, you know, I've got a really nice stoop and stone. And so I get that all cleaned off with some oxy boost and I do the whole windows and everything going on outside. I just feel like it's welcoming to have that all, you know, clean and lit. Yeah. Isn't that just part of the holiday? I mean, that's what I do right now. I'm getting that whole porch area kind of Cleaned up, festive. Welcome. Usually,
0: in. I'm lit for the holidays, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. But seriously, though, I mean that's one of those things that um, that uh, is always smart to do. And also, since you've got all these people coming over, change your air filter. Oh yeah, get get it changed. See, get it changed. You're telling them my job well, I just, now. I mean, See, we've we've that, up on that ventilation system working. You know, and and. If you've got 15 or 20 mm-hmm. people in your house, here's another great one. Open, Open a, window a window on the other side of the Open house. A window. And then use that vent fan. Because now you're going to cross draft across yeah. there. Oh, that's good. So if you think about this, this is my little secret. I'm going to give you guys a secret before we go out to break and, and get over to our guests where we're going to talk about uh, water this week. But if you open that on the other side of the house, when you turn on the fan, that's still the path of least resistance, but you're going to pull air from all the way across the house. You're going to, you'll be pulling in there. So you're going to tend Mm -hmm. to pull it that way. If you've got the kitchen window open, you've created a smaller circle, right? So maybe that carbon dioxide that's out in the living room or the dining room or wherever else. Is going to stay there, but you're going to circle it through the the kitchen only. If you could pull it away and pull it that way, you'll get a better chance of of getting a little bit better cross ventilation. Just kidding. Awesome. Well, that's if you don't have a vent (laughs) fan. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around the House. House.